The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, Mr. AJ Abergarth. How's it hanging, man? Yeah. Don't, don't ask me that. <laughs> uh, I do that every now and then just to throw, throw, throw a curveball at you. No, I don't. I don't really want to know. Anyway. <laughs> Nobody uh, else wants to know. Either. Life is hanging, we'll say, by a thread. No, a couple threads. I'm, I'm pretty good at sewing sometimes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, man. All right, so tonight we're going to be going through some of the, uh, you know, first week reactions, I guess we should say. Uh, still still very, very early in fantasy baseball. Um, I, I got to say it, guys. Don't overreact. I'm just gonna say that right now. Don't overreact. Yeah. Um, your your studs are going to bounce back more often than not. Probably 99, 98% of the time, your studs will be fine. Um, you know, you're you're back into your draft guys if if they kind of fizzling to start. Fine. Don't don't sit there and wait for them. Go pick up the next hot bat, the hot pitcher, whoever figured out. Go back and pick them up later. But like you know, don't don't panic on the guys you spent a third round pick on because because they're you know two for fifteen to start the you know the first five games. Relax, it happens. If this happened in July, we wouldn't even think about it. Like it would just be like, oh, this week sucked. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, <Cut>. all right, <laughs> you're off the team. That being said, um. Linda, thank you for being here. And absolutely, are we okay. partying at the expo uh, again? Um, yes, have the we repeat. Are, and I am singing again. I don't <laughs> care what that DJ says. <laughs> he kicked you off. Kick him. Wow. In Much. the particulars, if he does not you, let me. You say. and me both deserve to be kicked out of well, that place. So yes. Well, yeah. But, uh, I but yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get back there and, and, and do it again. Fucking absolutely, Linda. All right. Uh, before we get going, though, I just want to remind everybody: hit that subscribe button, the follow button, like button, whatever it is. Leave those reviews. YouTube, Periscope, or have Periscope. Wow, that's an old slide that somebody copied here. That's my fault. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, um, iTunes, whatever. Uh, wherever you listen, wherever you watch, um, you know we appreciate you, and, and uh, it goes a long way in helping us out. Uh, but let's bring our guest of honor on, Mr. Jeff Trella, writer for Fantasy Six Pack, co-host of the Stack Attack podcast. Uh, how's it going tonight, man? Doing great, man. Doing great. Nothing like being on time, right? I didn't. I didn't give AJ too much oh, crap, but I'm oh, glad somebody I did. You're wearing a black shirt, but why you got to throw that shade this way? Come on, come on. <laughs> Looks like the bouncer man outside the club. Like, dude, dude. <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anyway, glad to have you on, man, to talk some baseball. Uh, you definitely know your stuff, so I'm, I'm excited to have you here to hear what you got to say. But uh, before we get into everything, let's do the beer of the week. Mm, beer. All right, man. Jeff, 
what you got tonight? All right. I usually don't start drinking beer until I mow my lawn for the first time each year. That's when it, it when it's beer season. But normally I'm I'm a gin guy, so I'm drinking Hendrix and tonic. Okay. I'm not usually very bougie with my liquor, but with gin I am. Hendrix is top of the line. You could enjoy it with a good cucumber, but I'm trying to bring that back right now because I have so many shares of Liam Hendrix and <laughs> Kyle Hendrix, and they're just not right. doing it for me yet. So yeah. I'm trying, I don't know if I have so many shares because the bottle of Hendrix is usually next to <laughs> as I'm drafting or what direction it went, but we need something out of these guys. So I'm bringing the Hendrix gin back tonight. All right. Into it. I, I like it. And yeah, uh, late Liam Hendrix is, is uh, not doing me any favors either, unfortunately. I guess what? He's got at least a couple saves, but it's, it's not pretty so far. Nope. Hopefully he'll, he'll keep going. Anyway, AJ, what are we drinking tonight, man? Well, I myself am uh, <clears throat> bougieing on the Flying Dog family drama Imperial Pills. It's, you know, I mean, who doesn't like a good family drama? Uh, Saved by the Bell. Um, you know, Cheers. Uh, <laughs> or, or they're, they're all family drama. So, say cheers. Um, <laughs> no. Did you see my new ma- my new name? I did in in the league. Yeah, um, yeah, mustache rides. Yeah, that was good. I did. I do like Extra it. Clip As you're losing zero to ten, please I, do not lose zero to ten. I hope I do. <laughs> you know why? Because now is not the time to panic. All right, that's what you were saying, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't that what you were just saying? Don't Correct. Panic. Still don't want to lose zero to ten. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll just, never hear I the end of it from Bernie. Oh, so I may <laughs> or may not have panicked. Um, anyway, I did. All right, so I'm drinking a beer that I just picked up tonight, and uh, strangely enough, I actually had to go into the beer store with my daughter, whose birthday was yesterday. She turned nine, and I found Crooked Crab Brewing Company Crabby Birthday. So I was like, well, I, I have to. <laughs> I mean, I've got Miss Crabby, and it was her birthday yesterday with me, so yeah, might as well. Um, so I have not tried this yet. Let's see what we got. Please tell me it tastes like birthday cake. <laughs> no, it does not. It's just a standard New England double IPA. Uh, it's solid, though, man. I'll give it a four. I, I, I like it. Yeah, it's definitely up there. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's above <laughs> average. It's not like, you know, it's not one of the best, but it's, it is definitely, definitely tasty. So I'm happy. So, all right, Jeff, we're going to start yeah. off here with some news. Uh, you know, some, some stuff that's been going on lately, just some general topics here. First thing, man, we I just want to get your opinion on this whole Clayton Kershaw deal. You know, last night got pulled in the middle of a not a no-hitter, not just a good game, a perfect game. After 80 pitches. I know it's early, man, but do you agree with that? Uh, I agree with it because Kershaw apparently agreed with it. You know, he hadn't been stretched out at all. Uh, you know, he... He he didn't pitch at all in in the uh, in the preseason. He threw seventy pitches in a in a uh, simulated game. But the thing about a, a lot of the fans don't understand. We see pitch counts and we think that's a like a religious experience. The the pitch count, but a lot of what goes into a starter's routine is the up and down. It's the sitting down for ten mm-hmm. minutes while while your while your team is uh is at bat. 
it's you know that grind and he just wasn't ready for it and he was part of the decision from what i understand to come out i mean mm. it, it hurts a little bit i i, I would have liked to have seen it it's only happened 23 right. times in history it's something like a what is it a one in ten thousand chance it's, like it's perfect something game. pretty crazy two hundred thousand yeah. some odd games or something played right so i i was a little disappointed with it but i understand it you know the the guy's never he hasn't thrown 30 starts since 2015 so obviously this is a team that has world series aspirations um you know and they're they're protecting their investment especially since you know the other guy, Trevor Bauer, we have no idea if he's ever coming back. Yeah, so he got he, extended again another yeah, week at least. Kershaw becomes just that much more important. So yep. I, I think I think they did agree. the right thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I know it's the unpopular decision. Like, got to leave him in there. He wasn't even struggling. He was only through, like, what, 80 pitches or something like that. But, yeah, the fact that he had to miss – like, we're, we're, we're going to get into this next, but, like, we're not seeing guys go deep for a huge reason. So you don't push Kershaw – this this early in the year and and risk the entire rest of the season because you you know he was having a good game it's just unfortunate that he was having that good of a game <laughs> yeah so i was actually on the radio this morning talking about this um briefly uh with uh 94 wip and i i was more talking phillies because this was one of their big conversations the phillies playing the marlins <clears throat> so i ended up going into a, a massive diatribe about a game I went to in you know, late April of 2010 where Ricky Melasco was destroying the Phillies and ended up finishing the game with a five-hitter. Okay, that's, that's not that great, but it was perfect through 11 batters, and I've never seen a perfect game. I don't even know if I've been live at a complete game, uh, let alone a complete game shutout, and I I was talking about how I was a fan of, of Ricky Melasco's. Like, I'm a fan of the game. I love baseball. So I wanted to see this for myself, even though it was against my team. But ultimately, it didn't end up happening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I the, the, main, the main point that was driven home on the radio today was that baseball has gone soft. And it's – I mean, I, I – I can agree with that to a point, but at the same time, you know, this is still their livelihood. This is still everything. And, you know, it's what they do day in, day out. Yeah. Could, he, grind, have been, man. could he have been 24? Possibly. But who's to say he wouldn't go out in, in the top of the eighth and then just give up a hit right then and there and then come out like they're going to pull him after that. So what? You have three more pitches, maybe four more pitches, and you give up your hit, and then it's like, eh, all right, you're good. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of that? Then it's not even going to be a conversation today, first of all. So baseball doesn't want that. But I, and he's got a, a checkered injury history. Mm -hmm. This was his first start of the year. Um, I, I, I'm – yeah, obviously, I would love to see the perfect game as a fan, but it's April. Chill down, people. We've got a lot more baseball to go. Um, and what, what do we have last year? Like 18 no hitters in the first like two months, something like that. I don't know. It was, it was, it felt bad. like it, it was like every day. But yeah, yeah it, it was pretty crazy. It, it was like, what the hell? So, so obviously, it's not the same, but 
close. So speaking of pitching and, and something I pretty much, you know, I, I was talking about with, with the whole Kershaw thing is the lack of innings pitch so far right now. Mm-hmm. And we see this every year, at least for the last few years. And, and I'll throw out a bunch of stats here, but um, just want to get your take on like where we see this going this season. Cause it is a little lower than before. So in 2021, the average innings pitched through the first week of the season was 4.97. It ended up being 6.06, which was actually a lot higher than I thought it was. Um, well, in 2020, and of course, we know that was the shortened season um, and the shortened spring training, it was 4.63 after the first week. And it only ended up being 5.6 innings pitched after the course of that what, 60 game season, or whatever it was. Um, this year, we're only at 4.37. And they had a little bit longer of a spring training than they did in 2020 already. So I'm. I was actually like, I knew it was really low, but 4.37 seems ridiculously low. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of like, I just want to get your like, just initial thoughts of that in general, Jeff. Uh, Well, first, when you're comparing the 2020 shortened spring training to this year, keep in mind that that spring training was in late May at that point, almost into June. So the temperature was a lot warmer. And that yeah, makes, that makes, a, big diff- that makes mm-hmm. a big difference on a pitcher. I mean, the cold weather favors the pitcher over the hitter. But like we said, that whole warming up and cooling down process of taking the mound and sitting down and getting back yeah, up that's and point. all that. I didn't think of that. Th- that comes into play a little bit. But, you know, AJ a couple minutes ago said that baseball is getting soft. I don't think it's getting soft. I think it's getting that smarter. I think the le- exactly. I think the <laughs> yeah. league is starting to do take the advice that everybody gave us through our careers and everything, our entire life, your dad from day one, work, work smarter, not harder. And I yeah. think that that's what they're trying to do at this point. <laughs> I saw some stupid tweet where it was like, it occurred that they talked about Kershaw getting pulled and they were like, Oh, and on this day, you know, a hundred years ago or some stupid thing like that, a dude got struck by lightning, got revived on the field and then finished the game. And it's like, Oh, that dude's kind of an idiot. Let's be real. Like, are you kidding me? Like, Joe, do you know he his next I'm kidding. turn in the his next turn in the rotation no hitter? Yeah, <laughs> not lying. Finish the game. He, he next literally turn in caught the rotation, lightning no in a bottle because his <laughs> arm was made of glass. He was so afraid to get injured and break his arm because Tommy John wasn't around. They just called it surgery at that point, and uh, you know he's like, "Well, now what?" So, oh my gosh! He strikes him, throws a no hitter. End of story. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like I, I kind of It's all Joe Madden's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess my where I guess where you know, because I think fantasy baseball, right? Like I don't really care how this affects the actual game. And I know everybody wants to see these starting pitchers go deep and that you know, that's what people were used to. But like I'm thinking from fantasy baseball standpoint, you know, I have been and still sort of am a big advocate for quality starts leagues. I'm not sure I am anymore because pitchers just aren't going six innings. That's why I was said I was actually surprised to see last year the average was 6.06 at the end of the year, but that was the end of the year. You're talking the first, what, probably month and a half, two months where the vast majority of your pitchers aren't going six. And at least still, like you think about it, 
6.06 ended up being the average. That still means that half your pitchers didn't qualify for a quality start, even if they had gone six, like or or you know even if they had only given up three runs or whatever. Right? I hate the win because it's so predicated on the offense. I'm not really sure, and I, I guess in in a like a roto league category style thing, wins is still okay. Um, but I, I, I'm in a couple of points leagues and in best ball leagues as well. Losses count. I hate the negative for the loss because it's so, a lot of times it's, it's, it's very many times it's not the pitcher's fault. Right. And you just got like, I think of the Grom like four years ago, right? Like Cy Young winner should have been. But his team would score like a run and a half every single time they'd go out there for him. It was awful. And that's happened before. Felix Hernandez in the past as well. Like that happens all the time. Maybe not that drastic, but there are plenty of times where it's not the pitcher's fault. So like I hate in like a points league where you get the negatives for the loss. And to where I'm in a points league where we switched to make quality starts really heavily favored over the win. And now I think everybody's kind of regretting it. And I'm like, I'm starting to jump back on that bandwagon where I'm like, okay, maybe, or on that bandwagon with them where, okay, maybe wins or quality starts isn't the way to go anymore just because pitchers aren't going that deep. Yeah. Um, and you get openers and things like that, you know, and what do you do with that? Like it's, impo- you obviously can't get the quality start if you're not the, you know, the no, starter. I, so I don't know. What's your thoughts about that? You can get a win if you have that, reliever or reliever slash starter that comes in to clean up after the opener. Um, those or, are, or those are impossible to day. predict, they, but, they <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, unless it's Tampa Bay, that's the only one that really does it. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. No, I, I get that. But Jeff, what's your thoughts but, on that? Like, well, I don't know if you were a quality start guy, like are you started going that way and maybe thinking the opposite like me or fan, fan tracks. And I, I can't be specific with this cause I, I don't know it exactly. Cause none of my leagues are, are doing it yet, but they have a tiered scoring system for a quality start where you get a, a quality start at like, five innings and two runs or six innings, three runs, seven innings, four like that. And it's tiered where, where depend, it it doesn't take away if you continue on in the game or whatever. I don't really understand it yet because I haven't played in that yet, but that, I I mean, and Fantrax is always on the cutting edge with the, with the scoring systems. Absolutely. We love them. (laughs) Fantrax.com slash fantasy six pack guys. Let's do it. (laughs) I love it. Shameless plug. Um, (laughs) to your your point joe i i i I don't think i don't think you'll see it in industry league so much yeah but you're going to see a movement in you know overall uh public play towards points leagues that just makes more sense yeah i I just think i I think what you're gonna i'm a five by five guy and i i it it hurts me to say it but it's gonna go it's gonna well, so I'm in a couple of points. Like, and like I said, it, it's hard to balance the win, quality start, losses thing. I think what you're going to end up having to do, and, and we're starting to, we're already starting to talk about this in, in my big points league, where, you know, we had shifted away from the, you know, win more to quality. Now you get a couple points for a win, but you got more points for a quality start. But I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to swap those. And then we're going to do an even less of a negative maybe not even a negative for a loss because like you think about it in a points league right if your pitcher loses and it's their fault they probably got rocked 
And if it's not their fault, do they deserve to get even more points taken off of them for the loss? Probably not. And if they already got rocked, what's another two, three points taken off of them? Just that's just like a kick in the nuts when you're already down. Like who cares? Like so maybe that's something that ends up happening. But in like in a in a in a weekly category league, right? You know, like which one do you do? Do you do wins or quality starts? Or I know some leagues have quality starts plus wins. Maybe you combine them. That's another concept that I I think you know AJ we could bring up at the fancy six pack league because I think quality starts is is getting almost just as difficult to predict and there's less and less guys that are really just you know piling them up every year. Well, especially I, early on. A couple quick points. I know it's early and we're in basically week well, still week 1 really. Um there's been I believe 25, maybe 26 pitchers that have pitched that have started twice. Two of them have two quality starts in those games. And that's yeah. Sean Manaya and Logan Webb. Again, it's early. I get it. Um, but you have to also look at, you know, I've played in a league where it's been the standard five by five turned into a six, six by six. And we had quality starts and wins like two separate categories. So you could have a guy that got the win and the quality start and you're, you're doubling up um but it doesn't it doesn't bang you on the guys who do throw the quality start but get tagged with a loss or get pulled you know in a in a tied game and and don't get the decision um i i just think that there's going to be more of a shift and if i'm thinking that at some point it's it has to come back to more of the norm that we're used to um, I don't know if it will. It's the smarter, not harder it, thing, man. Like he, the bullpens are so effective you know, now. I, that's what they're doing. Yes, I I agree that bullpens are, are more effective because guys are fresher. You know, they're not they're not worried about this five day rigid schedule of having to pitch, you know, or being expected to pitch. Mm-hmm. five six maybe seven innings depending on who you are um but the fact is we've had two really weird fucked up years that we're hoping <laughs> we're going to see again um and, and the game has changed because of it i am hoping that it does not necessarily have to stay this way and that they can revert back some some towards the norm uh, you don't have to go all the way because yeah. injuries. I would happen. hope so too. You need to preserve guys. So, all right. That's, well, that's next topic here that, that we've got is I, I want to talk about a little bit about these bullpens and just uh, <laughs> this has been an absolute like what the hell is happening with bullpen? Like even more so than usual. By the way, after a week. We have 30 – this isn't counting today, by the way, because I wrote these notes before the games played – any of the games played today. 36 players already have a save this season. It's been a and, week. It's been a and, week. And what? to that, Joe, that there's 10 teams that have a, have multiple – Right, Multiple yeah. sa- people with saves and five yeah. that haven't had one yet 
they might end up having multiple situations. Yeah. So well. like so so yeah. Well, so so we'll talk about these multiple teams first. So Cincy, right now we know Sims is on you know is on the IL, so that that plays a big part in it. But Art Warren and Tony Santillian, you know they've got got like I I want nothing to do with that. Uh, I'm sure you agree. Uh, Boston, this one is weird. So Barnes, like the very first game, like didn't pitch because he had a back issue that came out like after but now he's fine and he's pitching yet Diekman and Robles are the ones getting the saves Barnes is pitching in like the sixth inning still so what do you think there what's going on I got nothing for you (laughs) (laughs) best analysis ever love it uh no I've I've that's the strike we we all try to we all try to say we know what's going on. We're not the manager, you know. We're not in the dugout in, in that room making the decision. There's no way that we know what the hell these people are going to do next. It's disgusting. And, and to speak back to our conversation about the win, the save is about to go away. Stolen bases are going to go away because because of the universal DH. So uh, yeah, five by I, five by five rotos. I um. So I have yeah. in every league I run. And every league that I convince a a commissioner to do, we have moved to saves and holds because it is imp- it is, dude. If I was in nine or ten saves only leagues, I'd probably throw my head through this wall at some point during the season. Like it's just, it's just too much, man. It's like unless you get you know one of the uh, unless you you know you draft one of the top five to ten guys and they thankfully hit for you you're screwed <laughs> it's, just, it's just like almost nothing you can do you know you can get lucky and get the mark melanson last year but good luck figuring that one out every year it's just not gonna happen that's like guessing the you know the sleeper tight end every year in football it's not gonna happen every year um so anyway uh another another team that i had written down here is you know san francisco of course you know Kapler came out and said, oh, Jake McGee is our guy. He has zero saves. <laughs> Doval and Leon have the saves. <laughs> like, As a Phillies what? fan, I can assure you that Gabe Kapler, while a decent manager at times and had a good year last year, is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you a- don't AJ, say. What- did you see what came out yesterday about uh, Maurice Dubon had, had bunted? They were up by 10 or something. Oh, like I saw that. They all bunted got pissed. Everybody and, got pissed at that. that everybody was, was pissed off. So yeah. so then he actually defended it. And he said, you know, we're, number one, we're trying to win a series. So if I if I could get the pitchers tired out and, and, and make them work, 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 that's going to help me for tomorrow. Additionally, he said, what, what's the point? You know, we're playing a game where – one side's competing and the other's supposed to stop. How how does that make sense? The pitcher's trying to get you out. Shouldn't you try to get on base, or you're just yeah. going to lay lay down? So I kind of see it, even though he's a little no, nuts. But that's that's the thing with him. He's he's nuts in an intelligent way, and I just don't think Philly was ready to to embrace that, understand it, take it on. Um, and that's part of why he ultimately, you know, for lack of a better word, failed here and and was gone. Um, but then he he leaves here, and then you see what happens. He takes his same self out to the West Coast, where 
shit's acceptable there. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, yeah, we're good with crazy. All right, welcome, uh, welcome to Hollywood. You know, welcome, welcome to Cali. Let's do this thing. And it's just, I, I don't know. I like. I feel like there's there's a there's a drive towards the analytics, and then there's a line, and then there's Gabe Kapler. But <laughs> I feel like there's there's, it's, there's some it works. personal, you know, personal stuff. No, it's, not, it's really not. Like I'm not I'm not even trying to put a personal spin on it. I liked Kapler some of the time, um, and I thought he was out of his mind a lot of the times, but. Well, he he didn't get a chance because of opening day when he yeah. when he when he pulled Nola, which ironically yeah. Girardi sent Nola out for the seventh inning this year, and he blew up. And he, and he got sh- shellacked. Yeah. And he got shellacked yesterday. And Nola's not an ace. Oof. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not. I agree. He's he's barely he's our number three. Oh god. Oof. Write it down. Yeah, people draft him as a top ten pitcher still. Why that one? One don't know. Two seasons. It was twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen. People still riding riding that. And and how long ago was that? Twenty eighteen. Yep. All right. So we got Rockies. I don't think anybody's totally shocked with this one, but Bard, Block, and Gordo are. I have saves. no idea who Goudeau is. I don't know who any of these guys are, uh, except for Bard. Goudeau um, sounds like a cheese. Um, it does. <laughs> I'm hungry, man. Uh, and then the Braves. This one, like Will Smith and Jackson Stevens, uh, all have saves. Yet Jansen, who is struggling and got absolutely shellacked in his first start or in his first appearance, um. Yeah. I still think this is Jansen's role. They're going to, like, because he got a late start, obviously, even later than everybody else. But, like, I think when he takes over is how a huge question mark. Like, I, I think he'll do it eventually. Like, one, if he gets, like, two or three good start, good good appearances in a row, maybe. But even then, like, Will Smith, is he's good. I mean, there's a reason why... Everybody was like, "Why? Why did Not you pay Will Will Smith his money?" And then, <laughs> how great would that be if Kenley Jansen comes onto the mound and slaps Will Smith? <laughs> this is my job. Out of my mouth. Oh, it'd be funny. Wait, I don't um, know. You're out. <laughs> so if they we, let we, Jansen take the ball from we got a so we got a bunch of guys we got a bunch of stuff to get to here we are already at 30 minutes so i just want to ask you real quick jeff any any thoughts on these guys who look like they've taken the role here so far and i'm talking about david robertson for the cubs and tanner rainey for the nets any like you think they'll they'll stick the whole season or these just kind of i I think robertson is going to I, i i definitely do the only problem is with both of these guys is yeah you know Closers on bad teams end up being set up man on playoff teams yep. later in the season, I agree. and that's probably what's going to happen. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I, I think Robertson is going to get every chance that he can handle for yeah. the foreseeable future. I I, uh, I was a fan of Robertson coming to Philly. Um, obviously, it didn't work out that well for him because of injuries and whatnot, but. I mean, he he has earned it right now, and and I he's done it before. So I think he is 
definitely a top candidate to go back to being a holds guy come trade deadline, which sucks. But it could get him on a team that's that's actually in contention and and you know, that's better, I guess. So all right, let's rip through some injuries here. Um got uh Teoscar Hernandez was out with uh, a, a side injury. Uh probably good. Yeah, it, it's it's possibly an oblique. It sounds like it was a, a similar injury to what he suffered in 2020. Not good. Uh, his teammate Danny Jansen went on the IL-10 with an oblique injury. Oblique baseball, we talk about it all the time. Uh, Real quick, Jeff, on, on, on the Teoscar Hernandez thing, yeah. like with him being out and the top of that lineup struggling right now and the rest of that lineup isn't, isn't actually very good. Um, there's no protection behind Vlad at this point now. Teoscar no. Hernandez was it. Like, do you worry that like they give him almost like the bonds treatment where they're just like we're not pitching Please. to you if if Bouchette and and uh, Springer don't get on base? They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna walk your ass and it, everybody else can beat us. It doesn't matter because you can't walk Vlad. Like he's he's exactly like his father he he yeah, can hit a ball swing. Off the yeah feet. he'll golf swing it yeah like, that that home run <laughs> if yesterday. nobody knows what we're talking about go go youtube his father and YouTube. golf swing it is phenomenal it's he literally hit a pit that bounced out I, of the park i i played the game <laughs> you know a, lo- a no. lot of fantasy analysts never played the game I, I i'm not just some nerd that looks at numbers i played the game and i can tell you i used to do this drill where I would stand up against the fence and swing like this. And what that does is once you clear the fence, it makes your wrists explode. Mm-hmm. What I saw him do yesterday against Garrett Cole on a 98 mile an hour fastball inside basketball. that he brought his hands through the zone. His hands are the quickest I've ever seen when he was coming up and my buddy, buddy trader, Andy, he's listening right now. It kills me that I'm going to have to say this in front of him when, they, <laughs> when he was coming up. They called him all these all, all these scouting uh, uh, services and everything. They called him an eighty hit tool, and I said that's a joke. An eighty hit tool is Pete Rose, right? Who today's his birthday, eighty one years old. So oh, happy nice. birthday, Pete! Cheers, Pete. Belong in the Hall of Fame. Um, Damn right. Vlad Guerrero, right now with 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 Trout beginning his his ride out into the horizon, uh, you know, step one of it. Laguerrero is the best right-handed hitter on the planet, and he's the closest thing to an 80-hit tool. So there's no worry about protection. He could do anything he wants with yeah. any pitch that and he They could just so. intentionally walk him, I suppose. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> then he can't do anything about it, but yeah. If intentional right. walks get you MVP awards, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. yeah if they do that, he needs to be the first person to just swing the bat when they throw it outside. and make uh, them He wouldn't be the it. first one. I've seen it happen. I forget who did it. They stepped <laughs> oh, out there no, and just right. smashed it. No, no, no. They were uh, pissed, and they just stepped out and went whack. <laughs> I forget who it was. He, he should he should just put two strikes on himself and be like, okay, now you have to think about what you want to do. Do you still want to walk me? All right. All right, keep rolling so, through these, man. There's uh, lots of Danny them. Jansen, like I said, 10-day, or IL-10, oblique. We got John Means is day-to-day with left forearm. He's scheduled for an RMI. <sighs> that's that's dangerous. Listen, M- I, I'm, R- I'm a – I'm a John Means stan. Like, that's my guy. I, he's my yeah. highest-owned player. I'm in 21 leagues, 
and I, I, I think Chris Bryan is 90% of them and John Means is, is 85%. Wow. Uh, he's done. I'm sorry. I, yeah. Like, I actually, I have a torn UCL in my non-throwing arm. I need Tommy John surgery that I'm trying to avoid. And it starts with forearm tightness. And Ugh. he's done. It's not good. It's not good. That, I, I would, not good. I'm already writing him off for the season at this point. If, if I'm yeah. wrong, hallelujah. But I don't think it, I don't think it's good. I mean that's a, that's a huge blow to the Orioles because he's easily the best pitcher that they have, um, and I don't want to say that's not saying much, but he had a great season. He's last good. Year. He's very good. He was very good in a very tough division, um, and, and this is this is detrimental to the team. Yeah, so. and with that, he always his his mo was that he struggled with the home run, and with them moving the mm-hmm. fences back, it just lined up for a perfect season for him. Yeah, you know, we we saw him throw a no hitter last year. I, I was really excited for it. I, I'm just, I agree. I'm devastated. Totally yeah. agree. A couple of White Sox injuries to talk about here. We got Eloy Jimenez was day to day with an ankle. Shocker, uh, he He's was hurt. available. <laughs> as a pinch. Yeah, I know. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, he was available as a pinch hitter. Did not start the game today, though, so keep an eye on him. Uh, AJ Pollock, new to the White Sox, already on the IL ten. <laughs> Another shocker. Jeez. Two days. <laughs> yeah, it's like wait, AJ Pollock. How no, wait, you mean don't draft injury prone like players? Seven days. Got it. <laughs> on the IL already. Uh, Lucas Giolito is on the IL ten with an abdomen injury. We already know about Lance Lynn dealing with a knee injury. Uh, I think that's it for the White Sox now. Yep. Sticking in the division, we got Javi Baez day to day with a thumb. So, what do you? What are your? What's your take on Javi? Because thumb injuries, not very uh, favorable for power hitters. Jeff, what do you think? Do we know which thumb it is? Yeah, I'm trying to look it up here. Um, AJ put his uh, right yeah, thumb I soreness. I think he's a is he a lefty hitter? He's a right-handed hitter. Yeah, so it's right. his top he's thumb. Right-handed. If it's his top yeah, thumb, you could get away with that. Thumb. You could get yeah. you could get away yeah. with that. That's that. Yeah. All of the all of the torque of the bat is going to be on your bottom hand more than anything. So yeah, I, I that's probably why he's leaning more day to day. Just had a massive blast the other day, so. Hopefully he comes Dude, back. Was a rocket. <laughs> that was that an was awesome home awesome run. Dude. <laughs> uh, another we'll shocker sleep on here. The Tigers this year, man. That's my. Oh, I didn't. I, I liked. We'll I liked their the offense Tigers. this year, big time. Yeah. Especially when they brought up the pros, you know, Torkelson and, and some. It's like they were all in, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, another shocker here. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu, day to day with the hammy. He'll be on the IL soon. Um, sure. Uh, Gene Segura is dealing with hand injury. He's got, uh, I believe, a shoulder, maybe back. Yeah, out my neck, out my back. I don't know. He's he's in in the, the convenience store. He, I mean, he got hit. Um, <laughs> yeah, he took a pitch. So like, they're just hoping it's just like you know, just general soreness. Well, but we'll see. Well, that's that's the hand. But then. Uh, Girardi came out today earlier before the game and said that he's dealing with some other stuff too. So uh, I didn't see that, and I still don't uh, see it actually. I'm on the the player page, and it's not showing it. But anyway, yeah, Blake Snell is out with a groin injury. He is headed towards the IL. 
Uh, Tawan Walker is on the IL-10. Should hopefully only have to deal with the minimum, but will have a uh, have to take a rehab start dealing with shoulder bursitis. Um, Tommy Pham, day-to-day left hand. He's getting more tests on it. Mike Clevenger, IL-10 knee. He's making a start in low A today. Um, what are your thoughts on Clevenger coming back? If if this start is fairly successful and say he can get back by early May. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I'm very invested in Clevenger because the price was so low. I don't, I don't remember exactly his ADP, but it was well into the 200s. Yeah. Um, he's 31 years old. I, 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 I'm not asking the world here, but, you know, Get me five innings a game, strike out seven, you know, keep it under three runs. That, that, that's what you're looking for from him. If if he ends up, you know, th- this could easily be one of these situations where he's not going to pitch a single inning this year. And th- the cost that you paid to acquire him was not that much. Yeah. So I'm not really worried one way or the other. Not a big investment for hopeful high ceiling. So. And then uh, John Gray is IL-10. He's got a blister. Should return next Tuesday. I mean, we've seen blisters come up uh, mostly with Rich Hill um, year in, year out. Uh, Is there anything to worry about here? I mean, John Gray was potentially the, the, the Texas ace this year. I think blisters suck, man. Like they always come back to haunt people. Talk about they talk to Rich Hill about that. I, I just said that. I, I are you even listening? <laughs> I'm not. I literally just said Rich Hill. <laughs> are you muted again? Yep. God damn it. All right, let's go to some <laughs> notable Should've stars. That. I did that on either. purpose because of last week's show, by the way. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> got it. All right, just all kidding. right. Notable starts to the season. We've got a couple different categories here. We've got the hot starts from unexpected players, and we've got the slow starts from unexpected players. Let's start with the hot starts, Joe. <laughs> all right, man. So a couple guys here got a you know really popular name, kind of mixed in here with a with a not so hot popular name, but. Steven Kwan, man, and Owen Miller, both for the Guardians. Did that right, thankfully. Um, both, man, just playing out of their minds right now. That, that entire Guardians team, like after the first like two games, man, they they've scored like fifteen runs in every game. It feels like, uh, but you know, Kwan Kwan's the the hot name right now for sure. But crazily enough, like Owen Miller actually has like the better overall value score <laughs> but nobody's talking about him Quaz is like the guy uh but i mean what's what's your thought on these guys moving forward and, and like, are you i mean quad like they're probably both you know grabbed everywhere but were you going after these guys or were you going to be like mm, i don't know about this <laughs> well I, I i'm one of the guys that has actually known who Quan was before the draft. I, I, I was a big fan of that uh, Oregon State Beavers team that won the uh, national championship because I'm a, a big Madrigal, Larnick guy. Uh, you, know, you know, so I, I've, I've seen Stephen Quan play in college. The dude's 165 pounds. Um, he's not going to hit for power. He's not going to steal bases. And, you know, he's primarily a hit tool guy. So if you want somebody like Nick Madrigal that's going to hit 
280 to 300 and not do much else for your team, that's what you got. If you drafted him this year, I'm proud of you. You, 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 you know, you did. <laughs> not something. many people did. His ADP yeah, was 555. If you drop $300 in fab, I'm sorry to say this, but you're an idiot. Like you're not, you don't get those stats that already happened. And the other thing is like, we're all clamoring because he had 15 consecutive uh, at bats where he reached base. They couldn't get him out. No swing and miss until whatever 30 at bats in or whatever it was. But I'm sorry. Like, and you could tell me I'm wrong. Walking is not a skill. It isn't strike zone management is a skill. Okay. But in order to walk, the pitcher has to successfully fail at, <laughs> at throwing you strikes. True. Like, although I will to, say they're they have to throw you ball four to walk. But like, but there is something to not yes. swinging at bad pitches too. Yes, so absolutely. so there is absolutely. a little bit of there skill is. at it, and there's guys that just literally can't do that. Um, right. They will just and, swing and yeah, hack at everything. And any minute now, any minute now, they're going to figure out there's going to be a good pitcher that goes on the mound and figures out, oh, crap, Jose Ramirez is up next. I got to groove this kid and just yes. throw him fastballs. Stephen Kwan has a bottom five percentile uh, exit velocity. It's in like the 80 mile an hour range. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm with you. And it was funny. Todd Zola wrote a tweet the other day. They were like, "Oh, if you really want to spend three hundred dollars on Stephen Kwan f- for the next 2020 hitter, you know, <laughs> kudos to you." And he goes, "And but I mean, is 20 20 runs and 20 RBI?" And his <laughs> Twitter, man, the hate he got was <laughs> unbelievable. And he was, it was like. Love it. Is true well, though. Uh, like you're right. I mean, he's no power, no speed. He's gonna be an on base guy, and he, yeah, he he might score seventy runs and you know fifty RBI. That that that's not gonna be valuable at the end of the year, guys. I'm sorry, this is not like <laughs> it looks real good right now because we got some guys struggling, but it is what it is. So if you get me drunk enough and angry enough i'm pretty sure i could punt a football with a faster exit velocity than that so i need to bad. see this <laughs> and i'd like to see three hundred dollars of fab coming my way for it this this sounds <laughs> like know. dave eddie saying he could run a, a five nine forty and i laughed his ass off uh, what did i run when I, we were out there six eight nine or something like that it no. So when Dave Eddie said he could run like a five something, I laughed at him so hard. Anyway, I'll beat Dave too. Just wait. Just wait. You, you might. I just. I'm getting in the peak position. Right you now. are not beating me. I'm running this year. You are not beating me. You I really wish you, you would have invited me that time. I'm going to be. I'm going to be the. Uh, uh, what we, is it? Vince Vaughn smoking a cigarette <laughs> on the rings. By the way, the party at the expo is at the Hall of Fame on uh, on Saturday, and we're all racing the forty apparently. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be bad. Anyway, if you're still here, pull pull some hammies, pull some hammies. That's why I didn't do it last year. My hammy was already pulled, so I was just like, "That's not, that's not." (laughs) I feel like I feel like being able to walk the rest of the weekend. Anyway, next guy here, man. We got um a pitcher here I want to mention, and it's Merrill Kelly. You know, he got some he got some helium right at the end of the draft season, and uh, I actually took him like really late in a couple of drafts just because. Why not? Um, his velocity was up, and his strikeouts were kind of kind of up with it too. And he's really continued that as the season has begun. Uh, in two games started, he's pitched nine point one innings. His 
K per nine rate is 12.54. Um, ERA is hovering at a good zero. So good, good start for him, man. <laughs> uh Obviously, you know, zero ERA is probably not going to continue, but, like, are, are you in on Merrill Kelly? Like, worth a roster spot at this point? Absolutely. For sure? Yeah, I, I, I definitely – I drafted him a couple places. A former KBO guy. I'm a big KBO fan, so special place in my heart there. Uh, 33 <clears throat> years old, so, the, the, you know, make sure you, you temper your expectations, especially coming mm-hmm. off with thoracic outlet sin- syndrome. Surgery, you know, that hasn't really been too many success stories there. The one thing about uh, Kelly, though, you mentioned the, the velocity increase. His average uh, fastball was 91 and a half, I think, like some, give or take. Yeah. Um, in, in major league games that he's averaged over 92 and a half, 10 times he's done this, 2.25 ERA with a K per nine over 12. The and rest of his 93. entire career, his entire <laughs> career collectively, he's never had a nine K per nine in any given season. So if the velocity yeah. is real and it continues, the success will be continued. Yeah. No, great point. Uh, last guy here for this category. And I'll let AJ take the next one is uh, the, another pitcher and it's Kyle Wright kind of, kind of shocking some people here and I get it. It's just one game, but I mean, this is the guy who, who had some pedigree and, you know, had, you know, just struggled for for years it feels like uh but his first game was very good quality start six innings um zero runs allowed had had nine uh no sorry he had six strikeouts in those six innings uh so yeah i mean very very good outing for him i mean is this something you think that you can buy in on or you still kind of wait and see with kyle wright jeff you clearly said hey, I'm going to let AJ have this. Oh, I, I said I'll let AJ do. I said I said I'll let AJ do the next category. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Kyle, well, Too anyway, honest. Kyle Wright. I, I'm 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 not really buying into this. He's never been a big control guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know his his career. It's only 22 games, but his career whip is like a one six. Mm-hmm. You never saw it below a one two in the minors. So the control's never really been there. He's going to get his strikeouts. Uh, you know, that that's what he's good for. Um, the, the thing that concerns me is it looks like Atlanta might have their eye on a six-man rotation mm. at this point because they've already had six starters go. And other than our boy, Yunoa, uh, they've all performed. So Wright's going to have – Ian Anderson didn't have that great yeah, of a start, yeah, though. Good good call. So <laughs> if they're looking at six, you know, they're, they're going to have to perform to keep their spot. So – our boy Noah. <laughs> that was around like twenty-eight pick. My bad. <laughs> it was sort of like, who do we like? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> the injured one. Spot on. Spot on. So, all right, AJ. Let's let's do these uh, right. this next so category here. Going into the slow starts from unexpected players. Uh, Dodgers studs. I mean, they're struggling right now. We're talking basically the entire Dodgers team, <laughs> except for uh, Kershaw. I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, the, the, it really the top three big time too. You're looking at Betts and Freeman, and, and you know, yeah. there's like everybody's just offensively not really clicking right now. It feels like. I mean, are we are we just attributing this to no spring training, early season, Freeman dealing with where the hell am I playing this year? 
I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Jeff? Yeah, I, I think Freeman, where am I playing this year, comes into it. But I, I also think they're – there's the second game of the season they ran into Herman Marquez and he was awesome that day. Yeah. Um, second game was, was uh, uh, the game that Julio Urias blew up and they were down seven nothing in like the third inning right off the bat. Now he's somebody that can be concerned about. Yeah, a massive velocity yep. drop there. So be oh, concerned yeah. about that. I, yeah, I meant to put him down and just forgot to list him. Yeah, and then then they traveled across the country from Colorado. They went to Minnesota and they're playing in 40 and, and low 50s with high winds, wearing the turtlenecks and everything. And then they're, they're, they're you know, they're kind of on tilt a different game with the Kershaw perfect game and everything. I just think there's there's been a lot of variables there and there's absolutely nothing to worry about. They're, they're actually not doing that bad. I mean, Bellinger's OPS is over 800. Freeman's is about 750. Mookie Betts is, is kind of been a disappointment, but. You know, now we're seeing, you know, Trey Turner start starting to steal bases. It's going to come around. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. You know, at least the studs when it comes to it. We'll I, talk I'm about one sure more of them later. Nobody in Los Angeles even knows what a turtleneck is, uh, aside <laughs> exactly. from something that comes out of a shell randomly uh, when it crosses the road. Uh, so, Randy Arozarena is another one here that we've had a pretty unexpected slow start thoughts on on randy yeah no concern no concern at all especially a guy like him that can run you even if the the hit tool falls down and he falls to a 240 hitter he's still going to steal 20 bases for you so just just wait it out it's coming yeah Yeah, i just worry like if he doesn't make enough contact like is the power gonna drop to the point where those 20 bases don't carry enough at that point i mean he was like well i i mean i i i took him i'm in the in the the turf wars league the earth earth league and i ended Mm -hmm. i had took him in at on the the third round turn you know i took him and bryant on the on the turn in a 15 team Mm -hmm. league so the investment that you had to make to get them right it's it's that's that's where i yeah you're you're counting on the 2020 minimum with it with a 270 plus average you know, if the home runs fall off, it's a problem. But yeah, I guess I guess that's yeah that that's why I put his name down there. It was yeah. kind of like because yeah, I many did times, take him in a few places. How many times have we seen a guy with, I'll say, an, an average average, uh, you know, two sixty, two forty to two sixty, that can still crank homers, and that's what you're going after for them. You're you're not looking at these guys necessarily for average. If they get there, they help you. Okay, great. But yeah, but yeah. Rosarina isn't the power guy. He's the on base guy that's going to steal. Well, yeah. And when he hits the ball, it's a it's a good contact, and it can go out. You know, twenty to twenty two times a year, hopefully, and. You know, I feel like we've seen like I wish we could get playoff of Rose Arena like all year long. It'd be amazing because he looks awesome there. But yeah. it's just like, dude, come on, wake maybe, up. Maybe <laughs> games count too. Bias, but to, to no, right, the last though, couple Joe, guys we have here. Oh, hey, 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 on AJ. Oh. You know, ba- baseball is 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 very cyclical. You go through your ups, you go through your downs. We saw Rose Arena dominate as a rookie. I mean, he basically made his major league debut in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and he was dominant. And it, you know that it's going to come back. You know, it is a little concerning at this point that he hasn't walked yet, 
and he's striking out a lot. That's a concern, but it'll it'll fix itself eventually. I, I'm not overly concerned. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. So the last couple guys we got here, a couple pitchers. Um, going back to the uh, the Detroit well with Eduardo Rodriguez, and then uh, stepping up into Yankee Stadium with Garrett Cole. Thoughts on these guys? Uh, Rodriguez is always a slow starter, all yep. the time, and every team he's been on. So I'm really not concerned there. Um, you know, you know, the problem is that he's never really been a great control pitcher. So you're, yeah. you might be carrying a 1.3, 1.35 whip for the whole season on him. Yeah. Um, as far as Cole, there's a little bit of concern because I, I think he might be a spider tack guy. I really think he might be a sticky substance guy that uh, is lost right now. And, you know, first first round, it, it, same thing. Like, obviously, he's a better pitcher than, than Rodriguez is, but people are drafting him as high as third overall. I, yeah. I'm, that that concerns me a little bit. I mean, how I many, how many one times? league and it was like ninth overall. And it was still like, uh, I hated myself doing it, but I felt like it, the value was there. But, man, yeah. Right now, I'm not. I'm not feeling great about it. Yeah, I mean, he's under a nine K per nine. It's it's not good. No. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you're hoping for like twelve and higher from him easily. Yeah, he, he but, has a pretty easy schedule coming up. If I remember, yeah. I mean, correctly. he started with Boston and who did who did he play last? Toronto. It was Boston right. and Toronto. Yeah. So, not, not uh, I mean, <laughs> not that's not super easy. So yeah, um, we're hoping we're hoping I, for. I, I I think his next two starts are Cleveland and Detroit, which are two teams. I mean, come like. on, we just talked about Cleveland scoring like fifteen like them, a game, but, but yeah, uh, they're they're not they're not Boston. It, it's the the worrisome thing for me is is the case. Um, I mean, he only had three against Boston. Granted, he only pitched four innings, but he gave up three runs. Uh, Toronto, he went and a it's little also, deeper. I mean, Again, it's early, too, so I'm not, not going to go again, off the deep end with these guys. But you have to take a lot of the pitcher stuff with a grain of salt right now because of the, you know, the issues with the collective bargaining and the, the shortened season um you know no spring training we talked about it before pitchers are creatures of habit they need these games to ramp up and really get to where they need to be so if these guys are gonna be like this in the beginning of the season okay fantasy playoffs aren't (laughs) one on week one or two no, absolutely. I, I'll say this: like the the thing you mentioned about Eduardo Rodriguez, Jeff, and he hasn't been a big control guy, but I mean his control is crazy bad right now. I mean he's walking five point eight seven per nine right now, and, and his career is th- just over three, and that includes these first couple games, by the way, which isn't doing a whole lot to his average. But you know it, it's almost double. You know his career, so I I expect that to come down, but it is something you gotta watch for. Like I, I was kind of hoping him getting out of Boston would, would kind of get him back, you know, to just being maybe a little more relaxed. But I don't know, maybe maybe there's just maybe he's putting more pressure on himself somehow. You know, maybe being like the guy there or something. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. So um, I had the same thought about him in Boston when he when he had moved there. So yeah, you're probably. Uh, 
he's a veteran pitcher at this point, and and you know Detroit's got a lot of younger guys. Yeah, I I think that, I don't think the pressure really changes that much. Um, especially Those depending- big market teams, man. New- oh, yeah. You see guys go to New York and Boston and just they they crash under the pressure all the time. I and mean, we see it in football, baseball, basketball. Every we see it in every sport, man. They go to these big markets yeah. and they just Lower crumble. body injuries and in hockey. I mean, I get <laughs> it. I get it. But you know, I mean, Detroit's it's still a good sports town. It's still a fairly large market. So not as big as Boston, obviously, but um, I, I'm not overly worried about Erod yet. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine for what you drafted him for. And I think we get yeah, back to normal, exactly. but I was hoping for better in the couple of places I got him. And I think most people were. Um, so it is what it is though. All yeah. right. Moving on to, um, you know, just some players that everybody went into the draft season going, all right, maybe I'll take a chance on him. And, of course, this first guy that I'm going to mention after a while, people didn't take a chance on him. <laughs> but he still was drafted pretty early. But, you know, everybody wanted to see, once you take your chance on these risky players, guys that had a bad season or, you know, they've moved teams or you know, just they've had a struggle here and there, you need you really want to feel good about it. You know, you want to see a good start. And you mentioned this first guy, Cody Bellinger. You think he's having a good start to the season. I sort of disagree. Um, I know you're saying it's OPS, and I know he's hit a home run, and, you know, he's got an RBI and a run, and he's even stolen two bases. I didn't realize that, actually. But the thing that calls out to me, his K rate's still over 31. Um, you know, his ISO's not very high. Like, Things just—I don't know. It—it still feels like it's not quite clicking for him. Um, you know, we saw in the spring where he was—it just looked like he was absolutely lost up there. Um, I—I don't—I don't really know what to do with Cody Bellinger. Like, I only have him one place. Uh, it was a very early draft where I was just like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take him." Uh, he fell a couple rounds, but I don't really know what to do with him right now. Like, I—I I don't think I'd be trading for him. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh, I would I would trade for him right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a 26 year old former MVP. Uh, the problem with, with with Bellinger is he's a tweaker. He likes to change his swing when things are going wrong, and and he gets himself into a little bit of a trouble, and then he get he gets into these extended slumps. It's happened even when when he was an MVP. But you know, right now he's taking walks. He, even though his batting average is embarrassing, I- he's striking out a lot. He's got a 360 on base percentage, which I'll take that in any league. And, you know, we should be moving from average to on base percentage anyway. Fantasy wise, he looks pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, the strikeout rate really scares me. And I mean, that was the thing that we saw. You know, it's just been climbing ever since. And, like, you know, I, I feel like, if I, I mean, if I go through a game log here, I mean, he's had. Realistically, he's had one good game. <laughs> I mean, he's had one good game, and it was last game. He went two for five with that home run and an RBI. Outside of that, he, I guess he had a pop fly, a sack fly in one. He went two for four in another one. And then, I don't know, I guess he got on base twice somehow on, like, sacrifice flies or, you know, whatever, and then stole two bases in that same game where he – I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's really clicking yet. 
I, I I personally want to wait and see with him. I, I want to see him do a little more before I buy in on him. Like I, I don't because I feel like right, whoever right, drafted because I feel like whoever drafted him probably isn't going to just give him up. You know, exactly, like for nothing. Exactly. So I I, I don't want to pay I don't want to pay a very high price for him. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues, and people are coming to me asking for him. And I said, "Go away." Oh, dynasty? No, not, but I, like I'm saying, like even redraft. Like if you know, yeah. I feel like you know. If you if you took the chance on him, you probably had some sort of belief in the back of your mind that he could bounce back, and you're probably not going to give him up for free. So that's you right, know that's exactly. and, but that's what people are going to want you to do. The next guy here is uh is Yelich. He's been you know I don't know slightly better I suppose uh, stat wise, uh, although he does not have a home run yet. But I don't know. I mean, he's been. He's not striking out as much. He's walking a lot. His average, you know, is slightly better. OBP is better. I don't know. His his overall fantasy value isn't higher, but like when you just kind of look at other things, he seems like he might be like slightly better. But I I'm still I'm still very worried about Yelich in the back issue. I don't know what you think. Yeah, that's all it is. If if he's healthy, I'm not worried. But there's no way that we're gonna know that. Yeah, and then uh, next two guys here, we'll, we'll do Jose Barrios, uh, who has been just shellacked so far, and then uh, you Darvish, who oh boy, um, <laughs> you really, you really, really, really wanted to see a good start out of you Darvish, and it just didn't happen. And he struggled last year. Um, just pick one of those guys, I guess, and, and and give us your quick thoughts on them. Well, it's the tale of two cities because Darvish actually was outstanding his first start, and then he was terrible in the second, and Barrios went the opposite. So. I just think I just think it's the variance of the season, and I, I'm not really concerned. There's no no concern on either of them with velocity, so I, I just think it's a bad start. Everybody blows up at some point. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. I, I've never been a big Barrios fan, but he'll 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 come back down to normal. Uh, but uh, I've never yeah. been a believer that Barrios is like an ace. But some people still think that. Yep. Darvish no, has mean, passed that at this point too. So. Barrios being an ace is exactly the same as Buxton being the best player in baseball. Um, we'll right. get to that one. So later. next one, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on him again. Um, all right, so I'm just going to rip through these next guys. You know, we needed to get good starts from these guys, and we actually did. So you got... Uh, Straw, you got Suzuki, you got Rizzo, you got Connor Joe, you got Thor, had an awesome start, and you got Tyler uh, Male. I mean, pick pick two of these guys and and let me know your thoughts. I mean, Straw to me is is mostly steals. Well, yeah, um, he's got them. Yeah, <laughs> four got, already, man, four and, and the MVP yeah. has been phenomenal. That's awesome. <laughs> here's my here's my problem with Straw, and, and he's one of my highest owned players this year. Is he getting all of these steals because Quan has been wa- walking so much, so Quan's seeing mm-hmm. so many pitches? So is he going to be able to pick those spots? Because you know, right now, I, it looks like he's That's got a shot point. at 50, 60 stolen bases, but you know, I I don't know if that opportunity is going to be there if it continues. Yeah. So, yeah. But Suzuki, I mean, you, you can't say anything bad about this. And and no. they're in Colorado. 
you know, I, I, I just checked the box score. He's one for three today with an RBI. He hasn't done much yet, but, you know, there's an opportunity for a blow-up. This could be uh, one, of the, one of the biggest names in fantasy by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I sure mean, I really is. saw that coming, man. Like, you see these guys come over and they struggle a lot of times, and he's, just, he's been killing he, it. He has not <laughs> yet. Still know, a little pessimistic. He's walking a ton, and he's not striking he's, out a lot. I love the plate. I love the plate. Uh, His discipline is awesome. His plate discipline so is good. So I, I don't know. It. I don't know if we've seen this good of plate discipline from any of the players that have come over uh, at this point. Except um, for Ichiro. <laughs> well, yeah, Ichiro, Ichiro did, better. I don't feel like Ichiro ever had good plate discipline. He just I, could hit anything. He yeah. You he know? just. He oh, just, I mean, that counts, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't strike. That's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, like, okay. Yeah. All right, bam. So, just rapid fire here. Anthony Rizzo, like, he good or this is a hot start? Perfect fit. Okay. Good. Connor Joe, like, we all wanted to see it. Is he going to actually get the playing time for it to matter? Uh, the fact that they're leading him off, I think so. I think he's going yeah, to. Yeah, I think so too. Thor, the velocity's down, so that is a worry. But I mean, maybe he's just learned to pitch. Yes, his like, pitch mix was a little bit different, right? Uh, it, it, it so we like, good. It looks like he's uh <laughs> kind of got the smarts and and not the hards. Right, um, like he yeah. he just like try to roll it up he's and just like throw by everybody. So I I like it. Yep. Uh, Male, uh, you know the reason why I put him here is we wanted to see a good start is because. We all know he was really good last year, yeah. at least for the first, like, what, two-thirds of the season? And then he just, like, the bottom fell out for him. Yeah. So you needed to see it to believe it. And his draft stock fell for that reason. Yeah. Um, he came out on fire. You you back in? Oh, I'm way in. Okay. I'm way in. And, and if what happens with Cincinnati is what I think – He's going to end up getting sold at, at, at the trade deadline. And if he goes to the right Isn't spot, he's, yeah. he's, he's still under under Philly. club control for Come a while. If he goes we'll, to the right we'll place, this is somebody that will be a fourth-round draft pick next year. Yeah. Yep. And he will be – yeah, he'll, he'll be helping teams out for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. So, finishing things off here, we, we got a couple guys – or a list of guys here that, that we wanted to just bring up. And we'll kind of rapid fire through these two because we, we haven't gone a little long. Um Going to start off with the guy that, that AJ mentioned earlier, and it's Byron Buxton. I mean, injury prone always, but, you know, when he's on the field, he performs most of the time, at least lately. Any chance you think he actually stays healthy and stays this good? I mean, right now he's like basically the best player in baseball, <laughs> like as of the first week. <laughs> Uh, seen it it, it, it's it's unfortunately a no for me, but I yeah. don't want to say that. I I think if he does yes, have do. a healthy season yeah. where he plays 145 games, it's going to be him and Vlad for the MVP. Mm. But he's basically never done that. So what's really <laughs> to say that he's going to do over 100 games? Yeah. That's a very good question. If he wants. Yeah. Uh, so next guy here and a guy that kind of, you know, obviously caught helium right at the very end of the draft season because of the Grom injury. But um, I was luckily, uh, by the way, he is 
only played over 100 games once, and it was 140 back in 2017. After that, not a chance. So, okay. Uh, but Tyler Miguel, he, uh, he was a guy who a lot of people liked last year, but never really got it put together. But his first two starts have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, the number one ranked fantasy player for, for pitchers right now, according to fantasy pros, what, uh, thoughts on him right now? Like he's he's selling, it's the variance of the win. We talked about that earlier. He's the one, he's the guy that got the two wins and that's why the ranking's so high. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, middle of the road starter. Would you, would you sell him if somebody wants to, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) absolutely. He's already gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm fine keeping him because I think, you know, at this point he's proven to be a solid pitcher. And, you know, his velocity is up this year too, I think, is what I, for what I can gather. But, uh, you know, walking over a batter in inning, not Go walking on. a single person right now, that's not going to continue. But, I mean, he, the control, he's just phenomenal. I mean, people liked him a lot last year, and he seems to me maybe just putting it together is what I can think. But, um I'm willing to take the hit for the gain that you will get from some stupid ass in your league. Yeah. yeah if you've got those guys, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, none of us do because we, yeah, we, well. we don't. Uh, I live in New but. Jersey, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so a couple of teammates here. We got Josh Lowe, the prospect. That everybody loves. Uh, got the got the shot mainly because of Austin Meadows trade, and then Harold Ramirez, the one kind yeah. of fell under the radar here. That that you uh, you hit me up and you were like, I add him to the list. Um, <laughs> so give, give us give us give us your quick thoughts down. on these guys. Like, can Josh Lowe actually pull the 2020 season that we all hope he can? And um, then what what who is Harold R- Ramirez, and what do we do with him? Here's why here's why Josh Lowe can. And it's the same point that I want to make about Ramirez. Tampa Bay has long been known as the, the cerebral team that is going to do everything off the grid, et cetera. But Josh Lowe has been playing every single day, regardless of lefty or righty split. And Harold Ramirez has been as well. They're playing against righties. They're playing against lefties. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're just yeah. shifting at where they are in the batting order. I actually bet Josh Lowe at 90 to one to win the, win the rookie of the year about a month ago. So I, I'm praying for that. One. <laughs> so you're a big that fan. One. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right now, the start's oh, not so yeah. hot after the first couple of games, but uh, yeah, we're hoping right. that. But Harold Ramirez is a fly under the radar guy. He, you know, he came, came from the Cubs, uh, formerly of the Marlins. He's a, he's a hit tool guy. He's a right-handed hitter that has the potential to hit 300. Um, you know, if he plays every day, he'll be a 75, 75 guy. Uh, with 20 home runs, you know, not going to run. Uh, just think Andy Diaz, same, same player, exactly. And yeah. nobody knows of this guy. He was drafted in, in like the five, six hundreds going yeah. in, coming in. So he's probably still on most waiver wires. Great pickup. Uh, his uh, his ADP player. on NFBC was 718. Yeah. And I only did the last like two and a half weeks of the draft season too to pull that right. ADP, which means so, it was a thousand because I was yeah, drafting in the three hundreds. That's phenomenal. All right, uh, last couple guys here. So we got Alec Bohm, 
I, I don't know what to do with Alec Bohm. He's struggling to start out so far, doing the split with nope. Stott. He, isn't he, he kind is of banged not. up right too? Like, I just don't really know what he to do. He has yet to not get on base. Boom? <laughs> yep. I thought he was straight. Or, or I don't know what today. No, he didn't start today. Oh, I, who am I getting? His defense with? has been atrocious. Oh, yeah. All right. Look, yeah. Fantasy. By the way, AJ, you got to buy that shirt, man. I already did. <laughs> I already yeah. got it. It's on the way. It'll be here. AJ, I, I texted you. <laughs> Which one? The, um, I fucking love this place. Or I fucking hate this place, I mean. Oh, I didn't. Rotoware yeah, made yeah. the shirt. <laughs> you got to buy it and wear yes. it next week. I will wear it next week. <laughs> I would absolutely. I almost want to play it. I almost want to buy it and wear it just because I don't like Philly. <laughs> so it's fine with me. <laughs> See, anyway, it, it, so it, it, sorry, I'm totally wrong about Boehm. I, I didn't realize he was actually playing no, well. He, for some reason, I had a feeling. I, I don't know why. I heard something somewhere he wasn't playing well. Been, I don't know he's why. He's been hitting, but they, they've left him out of the lineup three days in a row. Yeah. Maybe and that's, that's with Gene Segura being hurt. Maybe that's what I'm like, Maybe that's him, what so. I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So, as an insider for Philly. Uh, no, you're not. The, no, I'm not at all. <laughs> Nowhere even close. Um, I mean, the big thing is that they've been wanting to move guys around and and play all of these utility guys where they can. I mean, you got Bryson Stott, who's up right now. He's his natural position is shortstop, but he can play third. He can play second. He's been bounced around. Uh, Boehm, I, I guess his natural position is third. I don't know how because he's horrible there. He cannot get the ball to first base. Um, his natural position needs to be first base. Uh, but then you got Reese Hoskins who can't play the outfield, so he has to play first base. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made. Um and, and this is the month to do it. But offensively, Boehm, Boehm's been awesome. Um, yeah, I, I think I, that's I, what I got to mix up with. It wasn't that he was a, wasn't performing. He's not, he's not getting playing time. That's where I was, that's where I was coming the, from. The playing time he's so, gotten, sorry, he's managed to be good, especially from a fantasy standpoint. From a baseball standpoint, you know, they call it what the, the the Brooklyn cheer or whatever that he got the other night after making three errors and really costing Ranger Suarez a, a game. You know, um, his first outing was absolute garbage because of the defense behind him. And that's been that's been the argument for Philly this year. But they haven't given up uh, with the bats and and we're good. So I think it's uh, yes I did. Um, you cannot. You I think it's gonna it be. <laughs> it's right. gonna be interesting. Okay. It's gonna be interesting. Um, all right, so you can ask that last question. So there the last one I had that I put on here, and I don't know why I really did, but Granky. Um, pretty decent start for 
an old washed up pitcher, I guess, right? Good call with the first name there. I was uh, like, who the hell is Josh Grinky? <laughs> That's why I was like, I'm like fan graphing it. Like, who's Josh Grinky? Why don't I know who this player is? But yeah. 20 minutes, like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yes. Zach Grinky um, is who we're planning to talk about here. Um, I mean, he had a nice start. He, he's, he's old. He's back in Kansas City. He's obviously on downturn of his career uh possible swan song one but, foot out the out the door <laughs> but yeah i mean it was a it was a nice nah, it was first part I mean, what are your thoughts on on granky are you okay like with it or you, <laughs> what's that yeah i mean <laughs> If you need an ERA and a whip boost, I feel like that's the way to go. You know, maybe he'll, I, I just don't really know how many times he's going to go deep in the games. But, you know, yeah, that, he, he, even he then, it's kind of like I'm not sure how much ERA and whip boost because, I mean, the last couple of seasons he was over four oh, for yeah. ERA, you know. But, you know, he doesn't walk anybody. So it's not like the it's the whip problem. It's it's yeah. the, it's the, he just gives up runs. Um you know his hits go for home runs because he's throwing meatballs and meatballs over. Yeah, exactly. He's just throwing meatballs <laughs> over the over the plate. You know he's throwing eighty eight miles an hour here. Bam! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like uh, all right. You know, I'm but yeah, just he, he's this. fine. He oh, has oh. his place on certain teams. He's got to fit your team, in my opinion. But I'm not. I'm not chasing him. Yeah. You know? So. All right, Jeff. Um, that's all we got for the show, man. Uh, I want to give you a chance to close out here and tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you got going on this season. Yeah, it's uh, at jtrello20. Um, you know, check me out. I, I, I'm I'm out there. I'm always willing to help. Uh, you could see my NFBC uh, related waiver wire column on Fantasy Six Pack which is comes out every Sunday morning, but it, it's not, it, it, it's based on the NFBC, but it could be used universally for any 12 or 15 yeah. team league, basically at that point. And uh, then my, my podcast, the stack attack fantasy podcast, we, uh, you know, we pop on whenever we have something to say, you can find this on YouTube or uh, through my Twitter at, at J 20. Yeah. Those guys are fun. Uh, so uh, pre, uh, definitely recommend checking them out as well. So, all right, Jeff, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, sorry, I went a little long, but, uh, great information no and uh, good talking to you, man. Have a good night. Yeah, definitely. man. Right. Appreciate you Thanks, guys. Sir. Thanks. Peace. Peace. All right, man. Uh, so yeah, we're at about a minute, an hour and 20. I always want to say a minute, 20 a minute, yeah. a minute and 20. Yeah. <laughs> You've been for the last hour. <laughs> I don't even have any idea. Time, Mike just popped on. What's up, man? Yeah. What the hell, <laughs> Everybody Mike? sees him in a tie dye shirt. <laughs> Blow your roll. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got for the show. Next week we'll be um, not sure yet. We'll we figure it out as the week rolls on and see what happens during the baseball season. But um, check us out. We'll be here next Thursday as usual. Peace. <laughs>